Hello everyone and welcome back to Fun FM. My name is Brett Cole and alongside me, joining me as always, is our IT and podcast guru, Lachlan Colfart. Lachlan, how are we? Well pronounced, Brett. You're learning. Uh, hello, listeners. Uh, great to be on the uh, podcast airwaves again and uh, strapped in for another week of uh, exciting Fun FM content. Yep, that's exactly right. Well, now we'll just... Uh, Coming up on the show, we'll just uh, have a bit of an update around the club. There's been some uh, big updates in the last week since our last podcast. Uh, we've got a special guest now. I'm looking forward to this one, uh, Wog. Uh, very special guest, uh, I think. Um, yeah, won't give too much away just yet, but uh, um, I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Uh, I, you know, the, the listeners could hear that I was excited when we had uh, Marty on the podcast, um, and I think my excitement levels are probably pretty close to that. This man. Well, I'm already giving away one as, as a man. Um, yes, a bona fide legend of the club. Very good call. Um, he's listening in as we speak, so interesting to see what feedback we get before we uh, get him on. Um, and also just some yeah, some fun stuff, What's uh, some non-related cricket stuff, really, so we'll do that last. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so, Wogart, well, do you want to just... Uh, Give a quick mention out for a couple of things uh, off the field in relation to the podcast. Uh, yeah, so just quickly, um, so we'll try and make this weekly thing. Thank you, Tane Watson, for providing us with our logo. We love you, young man. You're awesome. Um, greatly appreciate it. Uh, anyone needs any graphics work, get in contact with Tane Watson. Um, and we're still also looking for uh, any intro or possibly even outro uh, songs uh, for our podcast. So if you're a budding musician who wants to get uh, some free uh, like I suppose uh, free getting your music online, um, getting in touch with us and we'll happily give your song a bit of a plug. Correct, Wagga. Also, we're looking for any sponsors so we can promote your business. Uh, happy to do in-kind stuff or, you know, for a very, very, very minimal fee. Uh, happy to plug your business. Uh, also, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, follow us on Spotify, Follow us on whatever other podcast forums there are. You probably Twitter. know all the Twitter, whatever. Uh, please follow us so we can, you can stay up to date with uh, all our information, especially uh, at the moment, um, as there is quite a lot of information going around. Speaking of that, Wog, I might just uh, give a bit of an update as to what's happening. Please do. So, uh, a lot of people are getting in contact with us as to when training may start. Uh, at the moment, um, we have to submit a COVID plan to the uh, Shire and I think even Cricket Victoria uh, about plans on what we plan to do in trying to mitigate, uh, I guess, transmission uh, within our own club and the community. So uh, we're working through that as we speak. Um, Andrew Butcher's uh, in charge of that. So everyone will probably get some emails um, and we'll put it on Facebook as well as to uh, our protocols that we need to follow in order to participate in training and games. Um, it won't be a matter of just rocking up to games and, you know, doing whatever. We will have to, I guess an example, we have to sign in um, to say, you know, we've attended training or playing this game on this date. Um, I'm hoping to have like a QR code or something like that where you just scan your phone just to say you are here. It's purely just in case something does happen. So um, Andrew's working through that. We will give out more information uh, as soon as we can. We are hoping maybe the end of next week we might be able to start training, but um, 
I can't confirm that at the moment. I guess people are welcome to go and have unofficial training. Um, but yeah, officially we can't do anything at the moment. So we'll keep in keep us up to date with that. Speaking of Facebook, uh, last night or so well, Wednesday as we're doing this, uh, Tuesday night I put up a post about our new merchandise range, uh, which I'd been banging on for about a week, uh, a week, had a month, sorry. Uh, my lovely fiance Tegan has done a, a pretty good and awesome job. I won't tell her short um, in putting that together. So yeah, she did it painstakingly, in spite of me, I think, who wasn't doing that much. So. <laughs> Uh, she's done a great job. There is, as I said, reversible uh, reversible vest, so you can wear your two vests in one. Um, what new white pants that have got club logos, a new designed hoodie, so we're not producing the old hoodies that we had, and we've got some new shorts. So um, if you want, like to purchase any of that merchandise, uh, it isn't compulsory apart from uh, the white shirt that we have to wear or coloured shirt. We have to wear an A-grade. Uh, so I'm encouraging any A-grade creators or have any aspirations of playing A-grade this year to probably have their own coloured gear. Yeah, to get in contact with me, we have to have minimum orders, minimum of 10 for nearly for most items. So I guess if you miss out this boat, which as I'm trying to order hopefully in two, two to three weeks time max, uh, if you miss this order, we then need 10 to do another order. So please give, if you can, or if you want to, uh, yeah, get in touch with me to order some merchandise. Um, if you need to try, want to try on some pants or some shirts, um, we have them. We've got the white shirts in stock, so happy to arrange that. But everything else, I don't have a prototype or sizing available. So they, they look good, I reckon, too, Bob. Style, yeah, at, at, at the forefront of cricketing style, I would suggest. Uh, yeah, Tegan's done a fantastic job, so uh, kudos to her. Uh, and we do have caps and floppy hats as well, so they're available. We've got stock of them, so you can just hit us up anytime. It's just more so the clothes side of things. Uh, players again, we're always looking to get new players. We've got a returning player this year who sent me an email, uh, sent me a Facebook message about some getting some merch. That's Ryan White, so it's Great to have Rhino. Rhino. After, um, yeah, had some a uh, bit of a, a serious uh, illness, I guess, last year. So uh, we welcome Rhino back. And hopefully in the next couple of weeks we can announce some uh, hopeful other signings that we may potentially have landed. So hopeful. I'm hope. I'm fingers crossed. So is that... <laughs> Uh, and that that also goes through to under 16s, under 13s, and our ladies team. So always looking for new uh, ladies. So if you've got a sister, wife, girlfriend who thinks cricket might be all right and just want to do something as a social thing, yeah, encourage them to come along. Uh, it's purely a social competition. Don't really care if we win or lose. It's just more about having fun. And I think it's for the girls that participated last year. I think it was more the the after game shenanigans in terms of a couple of beverages and. That, uh, yeah, that's so, and we've also got about four under 13s new that are keen as mustard. They had their parents Facebook us and they are keen. So, if they are listening, um, uh, yes, hope you're enjoying this and, um, yeah, stay tuned and keep an eye out on Facebook for those updates as to when junior training will start. So, yeah, we're trying to get that off the ground as soon as possible. Uh, and that's probably about it, I reckon. Wagga, is there anything I may have missed that you may know of? Don't believe so. I think you've covered most bases pretty well there, Brett. So uh, good work on that front. Yeah, it's, it's, there is a lot going on at the moment, purely surrounding COVID. So um, we obviously want to yeah, mitigate any transmission. We don't want anything to happen like 
that's happening in Melbourne. So still thinking of those guys in Melbourne as well. So JB, uh, Benny Rossiter, hope you're doing well down there. Hopefully we'll see you in the very near future. Well, Wog, we've covered the uh, the information around the club. So I think we might take a small break. Now, we've got our special guest. I'm just trying to bring up uh, their stats. So oh, boy. Oh, wow. Batting point of view, he play, has played 68 games, uh, 893 runs at an average of 17.86 with a high score of 76. Uh, I'm just trying to get his bowling. Sorry, I'm going to have to pad this out a little bit, uh, Wog. Uh, I don't think he's done a lot of bowling. Just to add, uh, looking on here... Statistically uh, speaking, there was, yeah, all, there was a, lot of, a lot of net bowling, but um, not uh, on-field yeah. bowling. Two wickets uh, at an average of 38 with a best of one for five. So <laughs> good, luck, good luck guessing uh, that. That'll take some you know, good guessing that. So we'll take a short break while we'll hear from our wonderful sponsor uh, and we'll come right back after this. Are you looking to light up your house? Give Lachlan a call at Ambient Lighting and Electrical on 0438752799 or you can uh, visit his website on ambientlighting.com.au. He'll set the right ambience for you. Welcome back to Fight FM, everyone. Apparently you can hear me a little bit clearer now. Uh, we've had a few stop, had a couple of takes of doing this because my internet has dropped there. But again, Wagga, another great plug by uh, yours truly. So... Yeah, great opportunity to get on board and uh, give your business a plug. Primary, primary head wobble material from uh, Brett Cole just there, folks. Um, but yes, uh, Lachlan Huff has been a, a key supporter of our podcast. So uh, thank you very much for the ongoing support, Lachlan. And I uh, suggest anyone that needs to yeah, acquire his services, please get in contact with him. Spot on, Wog. Uh, no one else is going to give me a, a pump up, so I might as well do it myself. Uh, anyway, <laughs> now, Wog We've got some hot off the press news. Very uh, we're recording, recording this of a Wednesday. Uh, Andrew Butcher, our COVID officer slash COVID planner, has just sent around an email in regards to what we can and can't do uh, training and in games. So I would suggest uh, everyone have a read of that um, in, your, in your spare time. It'll only take you two or three minutes. Um, it is very pertinent information. Um, so if it's not in your inbox... Check your junk emails because we are finding some of our emails are going there. So, as I said, please if you please read that email if you do have it. If you don't, get in touch with us and we'll register so you make sure you keep getting the information available uh, via internet, uh, via email, or we'll put whack it on Facebook. Now, while we've been waiting for this, we have a very very special guest. So I'd be interested to see how many people would have got this. Now, before we get him on. We must say, well, this person has actually been on FUD FM before. Now, in what capacity? Who knows? So instead of actually me introducing himself, what we might do, Wog, is just play a little snippet of this person's best. And they looked good on the track tonight too, didn't they, Millsy? I'm not sure. I was here a bit late, Bertie. Yeah, I didn't see them either, <laughs> but I presume they looked pretty good on the track. They were pretty happy with themselves yeah. after training. And then the evening just couldn't have gone easier, I don't think. Yeah, it was good. Not a single hick, 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 hick up. <laughs> a few starters, though. <laughs> anyway, good night from Millsy. <laughs> it, turn it off. So, 
if you haven't worked out who that is, that is our one of our original FUD FM uh, members and uh, painstakingly uh, took uh, had to do um, the podcasts or upload previously. So, without further ado, we welcome Jared Millard back to Fight FM. Millsy, how are you? Good, Beetle. How are you, Wogty? Very Good nice, mate. All the better for hearing your uh, your adultery tones. Yeah, oh, it makes makes me uh, it makes me shudder a little bit. That uh, <laughs> it's quite a while ago, and. Um, <laughs> I've got to say, I was more of a uh, producer in the background than someone that was a bit of a wordsmith uh, on the airwaves. So, um, yeah, don't really like hearing my voice back. And once again, don't like hearing it back after this many years. But there we have it. Um, it definitely was tough. Well, you remember that website, though. What you see is what you get. Oh, she's Yes, yes, yes. Take me, about three da- take me about three days just to upload the bloody thing. But, oh, well. <laughs> Worth my guess in the end. Speaking speaking of that process, we might just delve back into into that Millsy. Like it was ten years ago. Now I can remember we used to do that at a Thursday night after training. We'd have a, a couple of beverages sitting around uh, talking absolute garbage. Uh, but how painstakingly, how hard was it for you to upload? Because there's a lot of edits and playing music and, and things like that. How long did it actually take you? Uh, it used to take me a while. I was at uni back in those days, so it really didn't bother me to sit up until about 3 a.m. each morning fiddling around with it. But I probably made it harder for myself than what it needed to be. And because I think uh, the two people hosting, yourself and Stewie Dunn, knew that it could be edited, I reckon, I reckon we'd record an hour and a half and use about 20 minutes of it. So that was the tough part, going through and uh, having to chop out most of it. It was pretty unusable, to be honest. But uh, got there in the end. No, you, you used to do an absolute awesome job of that. I said, I don't know how you did it because, yeah, as you said, so, we... Well, while, while we're on it, I've listened to the uh, first few episodes, boys. Intro, outro song. I could be your man, I reckon, for this. Well, feel free. Well, that, was, that was actually going to be one of my questions, Milty, was uh, ask about your uh, musical career because oh, yeah. I might as well get into well, it now. Wouldn't say, music, wouldn't, wouldn't say musical career, but dabble. You can put together a bit of a scope for me and what you're looking for on a song, Beatle, I'm, I'm all for it. Oh, I know what I would like, but I don't know whether you'd be able to do it. Uh, can't copyright. Can't <laughs> anyway, copyright it. No, no. Oh, well, it's sort of copyright, but you just do it in a bit lower tone. Uh, <laughs> um, I don't know whether you <laughs> can do that. Have, do we still have a copy of uh, Vaughan Harding singing uh, Bohemian Rhapsody? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, you'd you sur- do. You would be surprised how often that gets mentioned, Millsy. That is, <laughs> that's one of the very few things, like, very few things I can remember of the old Fight FM was there. Born singing that was horrendous. Uh, but anyway, you you've got a is it a little group that you've got, or is it just yourself? Uh, where you've, you've made a few songs. Um, tell us about that. Yeah, oh, not much to say. A bit of a hobby, just uh, doing the music side, and then I just uh, try and find whoever wants to sing it for me because uh, I sing about as well as uh, Vaughn, to be honest. So, yeah, <laughs> bit of a bit of a side bit of a side thing. That's about it. You're very talented with the um, with the music. Is it the instruments, or do you do it? For another method, I can't remember. A uh, bit, of, bit of both, bit of everything. Music yeah. uh, through real instruments on the laptop. Yeah, whatever yeah. means so, these days. There's a million ways to skin a cat when it comes to music these days. So, yeah, whatever works. True. Basically. Well, do you want to give it a quick plug to see if anyone listens? You might get an extra couple of followers. I know Stu Finlay. He's a, he's into his music uh, a fair bit, so he might have a bit of a. Bit of a listen, so give it a plug, mate. No, I'm, I'm, no, I'm embarrassed about it. I didn't think I'd be coming on talking about this for as long as we have, to be honest. If it organically reaches your listeners, uh, that's all good. I'll I'll, that, I reckon. I'll, 
I'll give it a bit of a plug. It's on, on definitely know it's on Facebook. So uh, if you want to Facebook search Cyber, S-I-B-R-E, go right ahead and you'll find some of Millsy's finest work uh, yeah. musically. So, Well, you've, uh, you've segued me there, Beetle, because you've pronounced the name right. Um, I was going to start off with this at the top of the show. I don't know. How long has Beetle known you, Wogger? I reckon... 15 yeah, plus years, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, thereabouts, yeah. And, and you can't get his bloody last name right. <laughs> <laughs> He's yeah, it's worrying. And now I'm worried because I haven't heard Wagga's last name for about 10 years and all I've heard is you say it wrong for the last three weeks. <laughs> and I'm worried I'm going to start saying it wrong. So don't ask me how to pronounce it anymore. No, <laughs> I, I don't either. It's like, it's like Gingel. Is it Gingel? Is it Jingle? Is it Gingel? I don't know. I just, oh, I, I, give, me give me those. <laughs> no, don't know either. Anyway, so... Millsy, we might uh, we might take you back how you actually first come to the club. There's a little bit of a story behind this because uh, you originally played with Castlemaine first, and then went out to Barkers Creek, and then saw the light and thought, "Oh wow, I might come to Muckleford." So fill us in uh, how you come to Muckleford to start with. I don't. I, I think you actually know more about my cricket history than I do. Oh, I, I, think <laughs> I, I think I've tried to black it out to be honest. But yeah, you're right. Juniors at Castlemaine until I was about. 14, I think, and then the last two years of under-16s at Barker's Creek. Um, and then I think it rolled from footy season into cricket season. And I don't know, maybe I was a bit precious back then as you are at that age, and I hadn't heard from Barker's Creek, so I thought um, maybe I'll go play cricket somewhere else that might want to send me a message. Um, and at the time, and similar to you, Wogsy, uh, Huffy was about the only person I probably knew at Muckleford. Maybe I knew a few others, but not as well as I know them now. But, yeah, Huffy sort of in the same year level at school and, uh, yeah, told me to come out to train at Muckleford and uh, the rest is history, as they say. That was where I was heading. Huffy just got a knack of doing, being able to recruit people. I don't know how he does it, but he's a very lovable character, is our Callan. Gifted the game. Uh, when you did, yeah, I think you started in A Reserve, I think, when you first came to Muckleman. Uh, but what I want to delve into was your very first A grade game. Now, I remember this very fondly, <laughs> Millsy. It's down at Taradale, uh, yep. and you made 76, which I think coincidentally is your highest score for our club. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it was a steep decline th- from there, mate. <laughs> you, opened the batting, you, you opened the batting in a one-day game. I think we were chasing over 200. And nearly got a same. If, if Mick Peckham hadn't done his quad or his calf or whatever injury he used to do, uh, you that, may have got That's a, just a Peckham injury. Because I can also remember you, was you sweeping like Dean Schmidt for four over backward square, and he was, wasn't overly impressed by your method. Is it, is it my right? Uh, that. Oh, I can't remember that. I remember Smitty wasn't too happy with me just in general because he because I hadn't gone out. Which, uh, to be honest, I was more surprised than he was. <laughs> a couple of things happened this game. I, I do remember it clearly. Uh, uh, I remember the very first ball of A grade it comes winging in. It swung way further than I thought. Hit me straight in the box. Very first ball of A grade. So that sort of knackered oh. me literally. <laughs> um, I think Stewie. I've been with Stewie. He was at the other end. I think probably my third ball. Then I tried to cut it and was probably the loudest edge I've ever edged back to the keeper um, and the umpire didn't call it out. So, um, te- which is which I shouldn't admit because then technically my uh, high score in A-gate came from a game where I should have been given out for a duck. So, I, think that's, um, I think that's most people's yeah. highest scores, Jared. Yeah. So, so wobbly start, but uh, then, yeah, I just, uh, yeah, everything else was sort of all right, I guess, from there. Uh, probably, probably went out on a bit of a stupid shot little sort of chasing the runs near the end and I probably shouldn't have uh, tried to hit over the top and uh, just dollied one up to someone. But, um, yeah, we uh, nearly got there in the end. 
So from there, what the hell happened after that? Oh, well, I think you've got to take a hard, good look at yourself, Beetle, and what you do with these young kids when they're coming through much of it and how you coach them and how you progress them. <laughs> because, about it. because you didn't make another A grade 50, we thought we'd stumble across a new opening batsman for Mugglewood, and then that all just turned a little bit sour. In my, in my, in my view, what happened was we were a building team, and uh, I was opening, and from there, I probably opened a lot with Locke Brennan. I guess the instructions from there was uh, that me and Locke were just not to go out before first drink. So, I think uh, you're referring to a day out of Barker's Creek. There is one specific day, Beetle. Yep. If you want to talk about that day, no, I'll, I'll let you do that. I just forgot. I just forgot how to play a cricket shot. I could do the best leave and the best block in the competition. I couldn't make a run. That was it. So, um, yeah, I, I, think... I, I, I squarely can put it back on to you, you, Brett Cole, for coaching me into uh, just the worst cricketer. <laughs> basically, basically, I've been coached into retirement, and I've never gone back. So, so we're not going to mention this day because. We won't mention who it was, but it was told no, before. I, I remember it clearly. Well, I've, I've, you might as well tell yeah. it then. Well, we're, we're playing at Barker's Creek, and I've rolled in, and I used to probably enjoy the socialising night before cricket more than I should have. So I've rolled in pretty up and about, to be honest. And um, I've then quite clear, clearly been put back in my shell and told if uh, either me or Locke go out before drinks, then we're uh, absolutely stuffed and we're not going to win. So... Um, basically, that's all I did. Followed instructions. Gosh. I made four, four. I made four for the day. Uh, I'd made four runs by first drinks, which was twenty overs. Oh and that gosh. four actually came off one shot. So one scoring <laughs> shot in twenty overs. But, 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 but let's ignore all that because I'm not an individual when it comes to sport. End of the day, Bud's got up, beat Barkers, and probably the best of that day, as you remember. Beetle was uh, Barkers. We could hear them up on the balcony as they batted second, talking about after they won that game against us, what will happen with finals, this and that. And uh, that was yeah, before, before they themselves. batted. They did. Yeah, did. correct. And remember uh, that day? Yeah, we ended up rolling them. So um, yeah, as, a, as more of a team orientated person, I think uh, that was a pretty successful day. You couldn't have said it better, Millsy. Now we mentioned uh, your bowling figures before. Now how do I, how am I yep. going to phrase this? How would you describe your bowling action? It's unusual, to say the least. Well, I'd start off describing my bowling actions by saying that I wicket kept most of the time. <laughs> well, <laughs> a lot of the time. We're not, we're not <laughs> mentioning which which was, that. Which was, which was, yeah, no, yeah, that could be wicket. My wicket keeping could be as bad as my bowling and batting. So, <laughs> I, I don't really want to talk about my cricketing ability. To be honest, I think I shot off the field. That's where my true talent lies, Beetle. <laughs> No, we're we're going to get to that. Bit of, bit of a, is it, what's his name? Adam? Frog in the Blender? A bit of yeah, that Paul style, Adams. From South Africa. On this left-hand tournament. I'd bowl leg spin that would not spin. So, um, yeah, I just don't know. I just don't know why I played cricket as long as I did, eh? It's probably the wisest thing I've done retiring. <laughs> now, I've, we've just gone back into the archives. You, you took two wickets. They were both in A-grade, surprisingly. Now... Funny enough, they were both against Campbell's Creek. You got out Tony Farrell and Heath Waddington. But the other funny thing is they were both caught by the same person, who I can't believe because he's never caught anything in his life, and that would be Trev Butcher. <laughs> oh, well, it just sounds like a oh, – this sounds like a setup, doesn't it? Give the kid the can't bowl and the bloke that can't catch a goat. Well, you know? I'm thinking someone's had That's to put it in like Trev's it. hands. Yeah, what was next? Last man's Tucker or something? Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, 
sounds like real second innings. Give the blokes that can't do anything and go type situation. No, they were both, in, they were both <laughs> in first innings. We may have already lost, but they were both in first innings. So, Clayman, Melvin. Yeah, right. Yeah. I don't actually remember them at all. No, I, I certainly remember one. It was caught deep out in the boundary. I think it might have been a, a full full bunger. Uh, that hey, should have been I do just... remember, actually, from my bowling, I remember coming in, bowling, Sean Mapson right on the boundary, went straight to him, just dollied it out of his hands and basically punched it over the line for six. So, <laughs> that is one that I have. So, tunes in. Thanks for that. I could have had another wicket there, but instead of... <laughs> You're underrated with your bowling, Mills. We should have bowled them on. Maybe focus a little bit less on the wicket keeping, but we're a bit short for a keeper at the time. Now, Mills, we might. Uh, now, you're based in Sydney now. Um, your work yep, is taking correct. you there. Now, you're a chemical engineer. Is that right? Or something along those lines? Or Yeah, yeah. Uh, got that from uni, but uh, now account manager at a chemical company. Account manager. Wow, well, mo- moving up in the yep. world. So, deal with water now. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Water, uh, yeah, water I'm is... actually a judge. Yeah, I'm actually a judge on the uh, Australia's best tasting tap water. If anyone has followed those, what what I'm channel is that on? <laughs> it's uh, not on a channel. I was on the project once though. Oh, were? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Wow. Well, what yeah, to get Dell back in the day? You, um, you got the coffee beans in between each uh, each samples to reset the palate and everything. It's pretty serious stuff, mate. Don't worry about that. <laughs> oh, I can imagine, <laughs> but. Uh, I mean, it's fair to say you are a very uh, intellectual type. Uh, you're very smart. You're probably smarter than what you actually realise. Um, but I, I guess where, yeah, what I'm alluding to is, well, you probably didn't uh, excel on the cricket field. Uh, off the field, uh, you were awesome in terms of, I guess, getting the original Fight, Fight FM podcast up and going. Um, you were magnificent in that, but you're also very, you loved your social events and you were very keen on organising a lot of social events uh, around the club. And I must say in that era, uh, some of the best nights that uh, I, I've had. So uh, I don't know where I'm going with this, but yeah, you're excellent at that. Any, any no. reason well, that, why? That's one thing that... One, that's one thing that hasn't changed. Uh, I think Beetle, it's uh, very much the same. I'm quite heavily involved with a footy club up here. Um, and yeah... That's the that's the main thing I think is uh, I think I'm just a social person, uh, connecting people. And um, I was going to mention for you boys even um, a congrats, I guess, for kicking off the this podcast, and getting it going. Because um, when it comes to uh, community sport and even just whatever your social group is, I think uh, connecting people is the main thing. And obviously, pretty tough times down with you guys in Victoria at the moment. So anything you can do extra to connect people within the crew club. Uh, including this podcast, should be uh, congratulated. So, yeah, I think it's uh, really good. Um, and like I said, I said up here, the more you can sort of connect everyone, um, the better off you are. I think if you connect people that way socially, the uh, sport takes care of itself pretty much. So, yeah, congrats to you two boys for kicking this off. I reckon it's really good. Thanks, Mel. Appreciate, appreciate the kind words. Uh, you are coach of Ramwick. Uh, yep. I think uh, you've coached the last two years by my reckoning. You were a bit stiff yep. last year. Did you make the prelim last year or the first semi, one of them? Yeah, first final. Uh, pretty tough. It's a bit. It's a definitely different up here. Uh, we were in Div 1 last year. It's always tough because the uni teams play Div 1, um, which have got uh, premier teams. So you get the finals and they drop a few back and they end up flogging you. Uh, we didn't lose by too much. This year, obviously quite different in terms of COVID, but luckily we've got through a nine-game season. Stepped up to platinum. Uh, just missed out on finals by percentage, which was a pretty good effort to step up a level. But yeah, I'd, I'd say a pretty successful year. Girls team started this year. 
again for us. So, um, yeah, it's been really good. Um, obviously, Victoria's been a bit tougher down there with talking to every, all the friends and that. So, yeah, just got to count ourselves lucky up here that we even got on the track, I guess. Uh, spot on. Uh, yeah, said any sport's good. And, uh, you know, obviously you're doing a, an excellent job up there because you probably don't strike me as a coach. But, but you know, obviously, as you mentioned, the communication uh, to just everyone in, the, in that community, you're based in Coogee. You live in Coogee and play footy at Randwick, so I don't know how far that is away from each other. But, uh, <laughs> I know. Is, do you reckon well, there'll be um, any... Oh, I, I, I don't think I'm quite the same person. You remember Beetle? No, when no. Said, don't strike you as a coach. No, no. I think, and that's taken probably in my uh, later years to realise the uh, importance of uh, different aspects, I guess, of sporting teams and how to make them function and, um, yeah, I guess the importance of looking after individuals within that sporting team. So I think once you can start doing that, yeah, it's a, uh, it makes it a whole different environment. It's fair to say we've heard a fair bit of abuse at each other on the footy field, so... Uh, oh, we just have our fair. Tiger doesn't fully change its stripes, that's for sure. Uh, normally, you, normally, it was me saying, Millsy, that was your man, and you go, No, it's not mine. I'm on this one. I said, No, that's mine, mate. <laughs> yes. no, well, I'm lucky to get a game these days. They, the, the boys don't actually want me playing half the time. They prefer to stand on the sideline and coach, which, fair enough. Fair, yep. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, Wagga, you've got, as always, you've got some uh, interesting questions you might want to address to Millsy. Uh, a couple of ones, but look, just, just the generic conversation that we've had um, has sort of covered most of them. I'll, I'll quickly ask about the about Fun FM. Just the, um, I just hope for the listeners out there, we could just discuss the, um, the original members of Fun FM. So, who are the original members of Fun FM, and what did each of them bring to the table? Oh, so original, obviously, myself, Beetle, and then Stewie Dunn as well. Um, I think Stewie's probably had the charisma of the group. Uh, Beetle probably had the cricket knowledge and the care factor for, I guess, the cricket side of things. Uh, pretty controversial character, the old Brett Cole, on the original <laughs> Funny Fem days, that's for sure. Yes. Uh, and, and me, I didn't really bring much to the conversation, I'll be honest. I just mumbled a few things and took care of the uh, ones and twos in the background, so... Yeah, it was a, yeah, it was, I don't even know what spurred it on, to be honest, or why we started it. I think we just, like anyone does these days, the podcasts are more popular now. I think anyone sits around having a few drinks thinking we could do a podcast. Uh, <laughs> and that was sort of it. Which then I turned think it... into local community radio show, which turned into the uh, guys calling local footy games. So it sort of, yeah, I guess it evolved a little bit. But um, those early days, I don't really know what started it, to be honest. Probably boredom for me. <laughs> um, cool, thank you for that One of the questions I did have was that um, Fud FM originally did come up with some uh, Groundbreaking segment, segments um, Including uh, segments such as Was Up, the HDP Head Wobble Wobble Up Award uh, Roaming Mike uh, Or before the time of Roaming Brian um, And of course everyone's favourite Which was the outros from Muckleford Royalty, Such as uh, Michael Jackson Jamison uh, Vaughan Harding, uh, Jack Barker, and uh, some idiot by the name of Brett Cole. Um, are there any stories in particular that you would uh, wish to share with the listeners that really stand out for you during your time at Fud FM? Oh, I, 
I, I think the scarier part, actually, Wogger, out of all those segments you mentioned, the only one I remember is the songs and people singing them at the end. I don't even actually remember all those other segments. How long ago was Fun FM? That's another lifetime ago, isn't it? I've never been five years up in Sydney now. So what are we talking, eight, ten years ago? Yeah, it's about ten years ago. Yeah, I actually don't remember. All I remember is the intro, which was a Fat Boy Slim song, and Beatle would do his best Ray Warren impersonation every time. That's what's coming up on this show. That's about all I remember. Yep, Everything else, maybe, maybe that's uh, that's maybe that's my uh, subconscious deliberately blocking it out from me, the rest of it. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Do they still exist? Is that, is that website still up, Wogger? Do you know? Do, are they still uh, uh, on the ether? No, they um they migrated to a new platform um shortly after that. So all of our content actually got wiped, and then we had to move across to my cricket. Um, so the pot, the what a pod- loss! What a shame! What, what yeah. a shame! What a loss! The pod the podcast still does, the podcast still does exist. I've still got digital recordings of it, and with um with some people's permission, I might actually release a B side of the old Fun FM podcasts um with certain individuals' approval, uh, just for the listeners to have a bit of a gander at. Um, but that is that is that is for another time. I'm thinking. Um, I'll, I'll quickly uh, segue into another question, if that's all right. Um, a, a constant, uh, a constant throughout the time we've known you has been your ability to put your hand up and help out, uh, whether it be managerial roles for fo- football clubs, uh, shaving your head for charity, um, and all the roles, titles you filled whilst at the cricket club, including ICT officer. Uh, where did this passion for community and local sport stem from, do you think? Um, I guess it would just have to come from junior footy days and probably just uh, my parents, I guess. Uh, yeah, started footy at Winners Flat when I was about six uh, all the way through and um, mum and dad were heavily involved with that, with uh, being on the committee and fundraising and things like that. So I presume that in combination with being quite a social person, um, yeah, is what drives it all. And, yeah, like I said, still uh, going strong now. My uh, beer at footy, um, my biggest concern this week is where we're having silly Saturday, to be honest. So, um, <laughs> yeah, I think I, do, I, I work five days a week, but honestly, I think I do about two days of work and three days of footy stuff. So, yeah, I, I just love it. I think it's just, yeah, bringing people together. I think, uh, I think you get quite a lot out of uh, volunteering and helping and building that community. So, um yeah, I definitely, right now, especially with footy, I definitely, no matter how much I put in, I'm definitely always going to get more back. So, yeah, obviously, yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good pretty good feedback loop. Yeah, I can definitely agree to that, Jared. Um, having remembered the time and effort that you used to put in with the Mark Cricket Club, I can, uh, and we spoke about this off air, that uh, some, yeah, some of the social events that you put together were just fantastic. Um, and and your, your ability to bring everybody together and, I suppose, have that sort of get around everyone sort of mentality is um, yeah, it's an absolute credit to you in the way you go about things. So I, 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 do have, um, I do have one more question. Um, so this is a bit more of a, satir- a satirical one. You don't have to necessarily answer it, but uh, being the uh, fantastic storyteller that you are, um, I'm sure you'll have a, a fantastic response. Uh, so uh, your last game for Muckleford was in 2012, and since then it appears you are one of the few who have managed to thus far escape the unrelenting tender hooks of cricket. Uh, what has been the secret to your success of escaping? And do you see a cricket ever <laughs> pulling you back in the never-ending vortex of some sub-10 scores, comical run-outs, and bulk Dorothy Dixons off your own bowling? <laughs> oh, good question. Um, uh, this is strange. In the last couple of, probably probably a couple of times in the last month or two, I've actually thought, mm-hmm, should I give cricket another go? It would have to be, it would have to be 2024, mate. I don't think I could do any longer because especially up here in 
Coogee, which is quite a nice beach if anyone's been to Coogee. Mm. The Coogee Ground's about 100 metres away, and when it's 36 degrees and there's a beach sitting right next door <laughs> to the Coogee Ground, I just can't, I actually just can't comprehend how someone could spend their whole Saturday playing cricket and the beach is right there. So that's probably been the main thing keeping me away from playing again. And that, that and obviously we went through my statistics. Um, that's a pretty strong thing to keep someone away from anything. Uh, yeah. Well, was it, was it Einstein that said if you keep doing the same thing, expecting different results is the first sign of insanity? So, yeah. Uh, yep. I think, uh, yeah. So, I think if I came back to cricket, um, it wouldn't be nice for anyone. The team the team would lose. Me, personally, I'd lose. So, yeah, maybe it's you, best that I uh, just stick to the social roles. You did play cricket about six months ago. Is that right? You organised a Super 7 stay for the footy club? Yeah, yeah, we did. For the uh, bushfires as a fundraiser, we we're going to do a Super Sevens Day, which uh, we're all getting quite excited about. And then on oh. the day of it, I think Sydney had probably the wettest day I've ever seen up here. I, the whole oval was flooded, the rooms flooded. Yeah, it, uh, it just went absolutely pear shaped. So, yeah, maybe maybe that implanted a little bit in me head in the last little while. That's thinking maybe I should give cricket a go over summer, but. That might... I think Jack Barker, Jack Barker dragged me down to Melbourne for a social game as well. I wouldn't have been on record for that. And I bowled and I'd, I think I'd, I think I'd bowled and I was waiting for like, a, is there a mercy rule? I think I bowled like a 14 bowl <laughs> over. It was, it was worse than Jackson Hood at Barker's first point, honestly. <laughs> oh, uh, all right. Well, that, that, those are the questions that I had to ask. So I thank you for being a good sport and uh, answering them. Uh, Jared, um, Brett, do you have any other questions that you wish to ask? I've got... I've got one more, and we might keep you on after this break, Millsy, because there's a we've got a little segment I reckon's right up your alley. Um, there was one Fud FM, FM episode that I can remember, and it actually never went to air. I want to know if you remember <laughs> what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, I sure do. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that was uh, at your your. Uh, it was 2009. Yep. I'm pretty sure because it was after yep. the AFL Grand Final uh, at your place. We'd going around yep. to indulge in uh, some of Debbie's finest uh, Kentucky Fried Chicken. Yeah, um, <laughs> I remember that. And then we thought <laughs> at about 11 o'clock at night it would be a great idea to do a FUD FM episode. You still got that episode because I... Well, I think I do add recordings on listening. the ball. I'm pretty sure I don't delete any of the music stuff or any recordings that I do through that program, so I should still have them. I, I remember listening back to it. It was probably 90% of us uh, just singing chants and songs. I think the other 10% was uh, old coach Steve Comp sleeping in his chair. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was uh, definitely, definitely not, uh, not, not, not good for uh, the public's listening to that one. That was a, no. yeah. We tried, that we tried. We thought it was a good idea, but hey, who knows? Let's, uh, I'll find it for you, Beetle, and I'll send it through. That'd Put it good. on the B side, I reckon, Mog. Yeah, well, it's a distinct possibility. We might take a very short break and we'll come back with some uh, the fun side of non-cricket stuff uh, right after this. Welcome back to Fight FM, everyone. We still have our special guest, Millsy, Jared Millard, on the line. Now, Wagga, we'll talk, well, it was a favourite subject of mine for about a fair portion of the football season, apart from the last two weeks. <laughs> uh, yeah, unfortunately, I didn't uh, get through, but we do have a champion, although I think it's, to be fair... I think it's a uh, a tainted championship because he didn't beat me and hasn't <laughs> beat me for about six years. So As I'll the, let you go is, with that. Is that um is that the gauntlet being thrown down there, Brett? Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, very much so. 
<laughs> okay, so I'll quickly inform the listeners about what's happened. So uh, for those that weren't aware, Timmy Cosgriff and uh, Mick Peckham were in the grand final. Uh, Mick prevailed. Uh, 2,410 against Timmy Cosgrove's 2,320. So Michael had a comfortable 90-point victory there. So that's title number six for Mick. Uh, congratulations, Michael. Hopefully you can uh, submit a proposal to the committee for a bronze statue to be set up in your uh, to memorialise you at South Muckleford. Um, and uh, you'll get a bit of a giggle out of this as well, Brett. In the, uh, in the uh, bottom league, it was uh, Lloyd Butcher against uh, Levi Chappie and uh, Lloyd took out the premiership, uh, minor premiership, 24-16 to 23-82. And uh, interestingly enough, Brett, had Lloyd actually made the finals and got into the grand final, he would have beaten Nick by six points. Well, we're all in it for minor premierships, aren't we, Wog? That's what we play for. So congratulations to Lloyd on your minor premiership. It is thoroughly deserved. Um, (laughs) Bit of tongue-in-cheek there. I was playing golf with him on Sunday. Said I was going to bring it up, so no. Good on you, Lloyd. Hopefully next year you might be able to get a competitive team. Um, <laughs> now, now we got a message last week, Wagger, and it took me. I didn't know what we had Eddie Jingle or Jingle or whatever it is uh, on the on the program. Now he was telling me he was in the minor premiership of our league. Now I think from memory you set up a junior league. Is, is that right? Yeah, that would be correct. I reckon, I, yeah, I reckon there was only like a couple of people and. You know, I, I only just remembered it when you brought it up just then, Brett. Um, yeah, because we had it. We actually had enough people that we could have like a minor. So we we're trying to uh, a minor league. So we we're trying to do like a, a sort of like an EPL model where it was uh, qualifications. Whoever won the title or finished top two or something like that could go up to the next one. But um, yeah, it never really gained much, uh, gained much traction after that. So uh, good on you Ed, for winning the minor premiership. You'll probably come up next. Oh, maybe not. Might come up. We can uh, get rid of anti interstate back into. Into Division Two, probably where they belong. So, <laughs> him and Phil. Good on you, Ed. Yeah. <laughs> now, Millsy, we've kept you on for this reason. We've got a got a new initiative. Now, you back in your day, you were the fines master of the club, and must say, you uh, took it to an accounting level. Um, us accounts, we <laughs> yeah. love we love spreadsheets, and you love no, your spreadsheets. Love, love a good spready. Love a good spready. You spread. do. You that. do. Because <laughs> you were that anal about who was being fined for what. And, you know, you had – and come the end of the year, you had this amount to spend. That was your cut and this was someone else's cut. You were very anal about this. So we're trying to revive it back through our Fines Committee self-appointed president, Jack Barker, uh, who's done a very nice little dossier. You'll have to see that one, Millsy, because I think you'll even get a bit of a kick out of it. Um, however, Good. this year, Millsy, what we've decided we're going to do is instead of if you drop a catch or do whatever it is and pay the fine, you're actually going to spin a wheel. Right? I've, we've purchased a wheel and we're going to do dares on that wheel. So if you do the dare, uh, you don't have to pay the fine. If you complete the dare, if you don't decide to do the dare, it's double. Uh, so basically what we're encouraging people to do is to do the dare um, now, some of the things on the wheel so far, Millsy, and we're hoping you might be able to add one or two, is uh, we're going to play some cricket golf. So you've got to make par. You've got to make a par. If not, you pay double the fine. Um, we're going to get out the ball machine potentially and use a tennis ball and sling it as far into the air as we possibly can. Um, We've got a controversial one, which I'm not going to give away just yet, but it is very controversial. I'll tell you off there, this one. 
Um, what else have we got? We've got a couple others. Uh, you got to do two dares. That's another. Or you get off scot-free. So I don't know what you can add to that. Um, it's a little thing we're going to do of a Thursday night, though. Yeah, right. Oh, you put me on the spot here, Beetle. I know. Because uh, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah. Like the, you got you got you got to be careful with these bears because you don't you don't want to put anyone offside. You don't want them to be too risky. No, and, and uh, we definitely don't want to be illegal. So yeah, yeah, you, <laughs> I don't know. I didn't presume you would be. Oh, mate, I'm gonna have to think about them and come back to you. Off the top of my head, I can't actually think of them. Um, it's too early, too early oh. for a uh, nudie nudie run or anything like that. Is yeah, it? No, <laughs> probably, probably, uh, probably yeah, not going to do that. that. No, yeah, no nudie. That's also illegal. Yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I think I know some of the other club, like the club that some of the, I know where, where I've adopted it, seen it from. I think some of their dares include like eating a uh, a chili within a certain time frame, or, or might not even be a time frame. Um, oh, I can't think of the other one, the other ones, but yeah, something like that. Just a bit of a fun of a Thursday night to have a bit of a laugh as well. So we want people to come up with some ideas. Um, yeah. So if you've got any music, because I know that you love that kind of stuff, please shoot them through. Right. And we'll... I'll definitely, I'll definitely have a think. You just reminded me actually with the chili eating that we uh, we do a thing up here called the Iron Saint, which is uh, to find out who the ultimate sainter is, which is a combination of uh, physical uh, tasks along with uh, things like sculling milk, followed by thirty commando rolls, followed by four oh. raw eggs. <laughs> Followed by bells, followed by eating a can of tuna. It's, uh, oh. I think this year we have to eat spam. So yeah, I, I guess any any kind of food challenges or uh, physical challenges might be uh, might be good ones. Yeah. So if you do think of any meals, yeah, and for everyone else there, if you do think of one, let us know. So I thought that might be have up your alley. Have, have, have we still got the uh, have we still got the Sud FM message line? Uh, no, I think that number was taken away. Unfortunately, yeah, uh, that was a good number, though. I don't know. That just coincidentally worked out perfectly. Yeah. There, but, what what, what uh, was it? Something like three six three seven three eight. Or yeah, like oh four. Yeah, oh four. There was a nice yeah, pattern. There was a nice pattern. Don't try messaging it. <laughs> no, no, we, might, we, we might do that. Actually, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah a text message saying, can we, "Can we have our number back, please?" <laughs> <laughs> Can't see why we couldn't get it back either. Uh, now, the last thing before we, we sign off, uh, the Camp Reserve, Camp Reserve is uh, hopefully about to uh, adopting a master plan to upgrade the facilities around there. Now, Mills, you played footy down there and the change rooms, fair to say, were less than desirable at times. Um, so after many a year, uh, the, yeah, the Camp Reserve is getting hopefully a makeover. Now, that's all thanks to the a fine work of our councillor, Max Lesser, who takes photos uh, for the Castlemaine Mar. You always see him at, if you're playing at the camp or up at Wester Hill. He's always up there taking photos of the cricket. So a big thank you to Max for getting that through. And I guess there's a little bit of a political theme behind this because uh, without his power of work, there's no way we would have been able to uh, well, get this up. So with our council elections coming around in the very, very near future, uh, maybe just have a think about who you might vote for if you're in the Castlemaine ward and maybe uh, think about Max Lesser. So we actually get this project completed because the camp uh, is in, in a major need of a facility upgrade with social rooms and change rooms for 
male and female, and for the netballers. And, yeah, and hopefully we can get that through and get it completed because I know there is some whinging from neighbours that don't want to see it done. So we, as a sporting community, want to see that. So, yeah, bit of a give a bit of a thought to that in voting for Max Lesser if you're in the Castle Main Ward. Bit of a political theme to finish off, Wog. Mm, indeed. Now, Wog, we've just about come to the end of Photo FM. I think we've nearly gone for an hour tonight. But anyway, it'll keep people interested. Is there anything you want to mention uh, to finish off or...? No, not really. Um, just uh, if you can give us a like on Facebook or Twitter or um, even just give a, uh, the podcast a follow on Spotify, that would be uh, hugely appreciated, um, particularly with all these COVID updates coming through on a constant uh, basis. Uh, we're trying to do our best to inform you uh, as best we can. So if you could uh, give us a like or a follow, that would uh, make it a lot easier getting the message across to everybody. Yep, couldn't have said it better myself, Wagga. Now, Millsy, we want to thank you for jumping on Fight FM. It's great to have you back for something that you helped create. So um, thank you, and um, hopefully no, everything yeah. goes well up in Sydney for you. No, thank you, boys. It's been a uh, pleasure. Um, and, yeah, same back to you guys, like I said. Um, we know it's uh, pretty tough down in Victoria um, at the moment. So I think it's definitely good that you're doing things like this. It definitely helps in what's a, a tough situation for many people for many different reasons. So, yeah, keep up the good work. And uh, I think you've uh, nearly expire, inspired me to, not, if at least uh, as, a, as a minimum, come back to Muckleford and watch a game. I might even, uh, you know, pull the uh, creams on again and see oh boy. the frog and let it go on again. Oh boy. Yeah, oh. I'd like to listen to Saints FM if I could as well. It's FM, yeah. I might, yeah. It wasn't really a possibility this year, actually. Funny you mention it until COVID is. So, uh, yeah, we'll see how it goes. I'll keep you in the loop. Good on you, Melzi. Everyone, that was Jared Millard. Uh, Wagga, I think we're about to sign off. My tea's about has been dished up, so it's nearly time I uh, headed off to food. Uh, Any final thoughts? No, that's it. Uh, Yeah, keep Uh, listening to us, and um, we'll do our best to inform you as best we can. Uh, Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, that I've was got, locking... one last memory, oh, one geez, last memory. Come on, Millsy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You just mentioned just mentioned food. My favourite cricket memory: Lock Brennan's mum's chicken sandwiches at dinner. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you, never cease, you never see some amazing Millsy. <laughs> All right, everyone. I think that's a good uh, good note to finish on. Uh, that's been Jared Millard and Lock and Coulter. My name is Brett Cole, and that has been Fun FM for another episode.